Welcome to the show. Good morning, South Africa. Thank you, Mr. Charamba. Thank you. Now, Vice President Mujuru, uh, uh, numerous allegations have been leveled against her. And uh, one has to wonder how these allegations actually came about. How were they uncovered? Well, we're talking about ex-Vice President Mujuru, not Vice President Mujuru. Just now, there's no Vice President in Zimbabwe. Well, the allegations uh, came about after a very, very long period of uh, looking at her conduct in relation to her official position. Uh, it's something that has been brewing over a long period, and it's not something that happened suddenly. But she says that uh, there have been vociferous attempts to portray her as a traitor, as a murderer, a sellout, and yet you have been unable to produce a single iota of evidence uh, to prove these allegations. Well, I, I happen to know, to, to, to know that phrase from somewhere. That's exactly how she's defending herself. We have not as yet led evidence against her. It doesn't mean that there's no evidence. I think what you're looking at here is a process that has stages. What we have seen is a reorganization of government, which is the first stage, right? It is mostly a reorganization of the party by way of a decision that was taken by the Congress. We are going to go through another phase, which is going to deal with any criminal charges that may be raised against her. So really, I think it's a bit premature for you to conclude that. Well, I wasn't concluding anything. I was merely stating to you what she had uh, claimed uh, with regard to the allegations Look, leveled against are, her. Processes are underway. Processes are underway. And what you have just seen are the early stages of that long process. So for you to get to a point of saying that there is no iota of evidence is to prejudge the process which is in fact unfolding. I think you misunderstand, uh, Mr. Charamba. I was merely quoting what uh, the former vice president was saying. But moving straight along from there... Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so I haven't concluded anything. I haven't passed judgment on anything. I was merely asking you a question with regard to that. But, as I say, let's not split hairs well, it's, over it's that. Important, it's, important for your list, it's, it's important for your listeners to know when you are quoting the vice president and when you are projecting the FABC position. And what I'm trying to explain to your listeners is the fact that President first and foremost has to deal with vice, the ex-vice president in political terms, that is, as a leader of Zanu PF. Secondly, he has to harmonize that decision in taken in respect of uh, vice, the ex-vice president uh, in relation to government processes. Then thirdly, there is going to be a legal process which will follow up on the charges and allegations which the ex-vice president is facing. That's the procedure. Fair enough. But how, with all of this that is going on, you know, the citizens of Zimbabwe are crying out for solutions to problems, how to put food on the table, how to obtain health care, sending children to school, amongst other things. How is all of this helping them? That's a divisional argument. Food on the table will come about through a leadership of integrity. And we don't allow sloppy leadership merely because citizens are crying for food on the table. Quite the contrary. It is precisely to make sure that we have a committed, clean leadership that all those things will be realized. So it's not a departure from this quest for better governance and the quest for uh, more based the provision of basic services. It is actually consistent with that. But I hate uh, a situation where such arguments 
fundamental arguments are involved in circumstances where disciplinary action is being taken. In fact, uh, you get to a point where people are saying the president is, is failing A, B, C, D and must go. Then suddenly he's dealing with a case of clear uh, sloppy leadership, correcting it. Then the argument then raised in the name of the Zimbabwean people. Zimbabwean people have not condoned poor leadership, is they? So, also uh, looking at the other ministers that were fired, what was the reason behind that? Is it also sloppy leadership? Well, the reason the reason was given. They performed below par. And and and, and this was uh, assessed over a period of how long? Look, as I say to you, this has been building over a long period. Let me give you just one instance in respect of the expert statements. If you read your WikiLeaks uh, documents, the former vice president, in the absence of the president, and when she was acting president, drives from her home to the home of an ambassador, an American ambassador. Hmm? She's minding the state. You drag the state of Zimbabwe into the home of an ambassador of a country which is worthwhile to us. That's not quite dignified. That's not quite defending the line of the party. That's not quite defending the interest of Zimbabwe. That's not quite defending the dignity of the state of Zimbabwe. It's something that has been brewing over a period. And the president is not that kind of a person who rushes to act. He gives you a long, long rope. And when the time comes, he tightens the rules. That's exactly what has happened. In respect of other ministers, there's been serious allegations about smuggling gold. And part of the gold finds find its way in South Africa. And this is not just uh, a case that's been brewed by the Northern Authority. We have been comparing not with the South African authorities who actually tell us that three quarters of the gold that comes in South Africa comes from Zimbabwe and does so illegally. Now, if yeah, there's that much hostility from the United States and that much suspicion, why do you still allow them to have an embassy in Zimbabwe? Ah, look, the relationship between South Africa, sorry, between Zimbabwe and the and, 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 and United States of America has been built over the ages, over years. But what is more, the hostility of an administration need not necessarily lead to closure of, of, of diplomatic uh, services. One works with the hope that someday the Americans will come to their senses and realize that sanctions that are not endorsed by the UN are in fact illegal. We are waiting for that common sense approach from the Americans, and we've told them that. That was it's pres- not always that closure of embassies. It's not always that closure of embassies or diplomatic relations is a solution. There are times when you wait for time to bring in financials. Well, that's where we have to leave it for now. Uh, President Robert Mugabe, spokesperson uh, George Charamba, speaking to us there from.